chime in on what's happening with your favorite KFAM program. Make your voice heard on the Bradshaw Bright text line. Let us know what you have to say by texting your message to 64686. That's 64686. Standard message and data rates apply. What's wrong with people? This place sometimes, the people I work with, and I write that second book, I'm going to let it all hang out. I'm not going to... Every single story will have a name attached to it. I don't necessarily think anybody will buy the book, but I still want to get some things off my chest, enemy. I really like everybody I work with here. I think they're wonderful people. They're all really down to earth and nobody has. They all have little tiny egos. This place sometimes. Time for 534 brought to you by Casey. Time. Five questions. Well, actually three, but five sounds like more than four. Brought to you by Casey's General Store. Casey's here for good. Question number one. NFL no huddle. Love it. Former Vikings running back Dalvin Cook agreed to terms on a one-year contract with the New York Jets yesterday. The deal is worth up to $8.6 million. Common, will Dalvin have an elite, good, mediocre, or bad season with the Jets this year? First thing I'll say is he has to be ecstatic, right? $8 million. I never thought he'd get that. Not that he's not worth it. We've talked forever about how devalued the position is in the National Football League. When you get to a certain, a certain, you know how they cut a tree open and you count the rings to see how old you are? Yeah. If, he, if they cut Delvin open, there'd be a lot of rings because he's been around a while. Now he has some wear and tear on his on his torso, right? And his appendages. But uh, I never thought he'd get eight mil. He's got to be just ecstatic. That's good money for a running back in whatever year he's in. And I think he'll have a good year. I mean, the Jets seem to be, as much as I hate to admit it, Rodgers is, de- Rodgers is a step up from the quarterback they had, oh, yes. even if I think Rodgers is overrated, and I do. And I don't know if he's the same quarterback he was back in, back in his Halcyon days. But um, I think Delvin will have a good season. I don't see any reason not to. Will it be Pro Bowl-like season? I don't know that. But I, I still... I wanted them. They just couldn't do it because of the salary cap. I wanted them to keep Delvin. I still, Delvin has got big play potential. I know you can break down his numbers from last year and say, well, he did this, but he didn't do that and didn't do that. He had a lot of big plays for us last year that broke games open or put us back in the games. Didn't he have two big plays in well, that? Well, he had the one against the Colts in, yes. that, in that, that screen pass. Exactly. And then was, I think it did have a big run against Buffalo, I yeah. believe. So he's he's got that big play potential, but and I wish uh, nothing but the best for him. Good 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 luck to him. But we had to move on, and I like our running back room. It's very good. I will be interested to see in uh, New York because they drafted Brees Hall. He was like the top running back out of the draft right. last year. Got hurt. Sounds like as of today, he's now been cleared to practice and return to training camp. So I am curious to see if Brees Hall is healthy, how they divvy up the workload. I can't imagine Dalvin. You know, he's basically just been. Uh, they call it a bell cow running back. Here in Minnesota, he's been a bell cow, or, and Madison would spell him occasionally, but he was getting the majority of the carries. I would be curious to see if his role changes a little bit where Brees Hall's getting cutting into that workload a little bit. For $8 million, I don't think he cares if he's bell well, cow. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a good question. Damn. You were surprised he got 8.6. I was surprised that Ezekiel Elliott uh, signed a one-year deal yesterday, up to $6 million in incentives with the New England Patriots. Common is Zeke a good fit in New England? 
I, you know, I'm not paying as close attention to New England Patriots football as I once did. I'll leave that to you. Uh, so he got... Is he is he guaranteed six or is that no? Just it just says six? incentives can get it up to six. I'm not sure what the guarantee is. It is Dalvin's a guaranteed eight. Uh, I thought it was maybe six guaranteed, oh. and then the rest were incentives. I'd have to take a look. Do you, if you had a choice, not fantasy football. I'm talking about real football, National Football League. Who you could take either one of those running? Oh, back. Dalvin and Harpy. Oh, okay. I, th- I think is Dalvin. I think has lost a little bit. I think a little bit of his explosiveness is gone. I think Ezekiel Elliott is okay. All the explosiveness is gone now. He's still good in short yardage situations, and he's still good from a blocking perspective, right? In terms of somebody who's going to protect your quarterback, uh, I think the explosiveness is gone, and Ramondre Stevenson there is the better running back. Okay, very good. I don't know if I the question. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts named rookie Anthony Richardson as their starting quarterback today. Common, uh, common. Will Richardson? Fail or flourish year one well, in Indianapolis. Who was uh, who was their veteran? Was he was he uh, Gardner Minshew? I think oh. is the yeah. They went they went the Matt Ryan route yeah. last year. They've they've struggled for years at their quarterback position. I um I don't know. I I don't know enough about him. I, I know I shouldn't say that working at the All Sports Station. I'm more concerned about my lunch right now. I'm having salami and cheese sandwich again for like the. Fourth out of the last five days. Can you eat the same thing like oh, two yeah. or three days? No, I can too. My my baby brother Peter does not like to do that. My wife's she likes her leftovers, which is me. I was leftover, but um, she'd rather I could eat. You could make like um, crock pot lasagna. She makes crock pot oh. lasagna so good. I could eat that five days in a row. I How about after Thanksgiving when you have all that leftover turkey and turkey, mashed potatoes? And, and dressing. Oh, and it's so good. You got like a week worth of leftovers? Indeed it is. What was your question? Uh, Anthony Richardson. Will he fail or flourish this uh, this year? He's the starting quarterback now in Indianapolis. Can Not I say, that that's a huge surprise. Can I say in between? Sure. I think he'll, I think at moments he'll flourish. At moments he'll fail. And, uh, and, and He's an athletic specimen. Like yeah. he's just based off of... Pure like numbers. Okay. He's might might be the most athletic quarterback that's ever played. Seriously? Yeah. Ever? Yes. The most like, athletic quarterback like, that's ever played? He's yes. Let me ask you a question, Timmy. You ever watch Autogram? I did not, no. Oh. Case closed. Did he have a combine? I don't think he lived on a farm. And if he did, he had used a track. <laughs> Thank you. Two shows daily. Two shows. Daily. Number two. It's now time to delve deep into Twins territory. The Twins begin a two-game series against the Detroit Tigers tonight at Target Field. The Tigers 7-4 against the Twins this season after taking 3-4 of from them at Comerica Park last week. Uh, tonight, Bailey Ober will oppose Alex Fajardo, and then tomorrow afternoon, Kenta Maeda will face Reese Olsen. Uh, to get some breaking twin news, Twins news today, by the way, they announced that they have returned infielder Royce Lewis from his rehab assignment and re- reinstated him from the 10-day injured list. Comment your thoughts on Royce Lewis's return, and will the Twins win two, one, or zero games in this short series? This is from the Brad John Brian Caban text line 64686. This is more pressing to me. It says the guy mumbling at the beginning of Radar Love is saying, sorry, I had to take a working lunch. I'm almost done. 
So that's now we've gotten to the bottom of that. He's much like the common man taking a working lunch. Royce Lewis, good to have him back. If you'll remember, I asked Lavelle E. Neal third off air, would you trade Royce Lewis if you knew you were guaranteed to win one World Series? He said no, because he thought Royce Lewis was so huh? good that he could lift an organization to multiple opportunities to win. From the, the limited playing time he's had so far with the big club, he does look for sure like the real deal. I understand why. Not like Holyfield, they, they look really different, but he he appears to have all the tools to, to be a, that's why he was ranked as the number one player for so long. Um, and what was your other question about the Twins? Uh, just the short short two-game oh. series of Detroit, how many games will they win? Well, you know, Detroit's won the, the season series, seven games to four right now, so even if the Twins win, Twins win, it's six, seven, six. I is it the is it the 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 Tigers have the Twins number? Do the Twins not have the Tiger by the tail? I would say, I like the way the Twins are playing. This is where and it, this it really isn't bandwagon though. I'm capable of jumping on and off. I said forever. I like really good pitching, and I think if you have really good pitching, you keep me interested. I think you give yourself a chance to win as well as you play defense, and that's what they're doing. I like the I like the club for the most part. I'm still not convinced they're hitting. It's been better in the second half, but um, I would think they would be. Who, who's pitching today and tomorrow? Uh, we got Bailey Ober tonight, okay. Kenta Maeda tomorrow. Yeah, they, you know those. We that's it, yeah. I, I, not our best two, but I, you know what I'll say? We'll sweep a two game set. I'll ducky and bunny it up. I know that's what you wanted. What people want. I'll ducky and bunny it up. And that's today's edition of Five Questions. Well, actually, three questions, but five sounds like more than four. This is the day of the expanding man. Little deal in the wet for you there. Casey's brought to you by, or a five four, brought to you by Casey's here for good drink special, medium. Fountain drinks and medium frozen drinks, just 89 cents all summer long, and they have now thin crust pizza. It's all happening at Casey's, here for good. KFAN, the fan. There she stood. In yeah. the street, smiling from ahead to a couple 13, 14 pass. Common Man program. I'm common. He's going to be Mark Rosen. Also, in, uh, he's attending the afternoon session of a really important meeting here at iHeart. So I'm told he'll be a, a segment late. Oh, no, not that. Anything but that. Several texts. You've got to no- be kidding me. Several text notes um, answering uh, uh, queries that we had earlier. Uh, this one says uh, he's assuming FPI is football power index. Football pop, 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 power, index, power. Index, index, Um This one says, is Kenny eating on the job? How unprofessional. That's what I thought, too. I really thought, why would anybody do such a thing? Then there's this one. Steve Winwood also had roll with it. That's from former Steve Kanagai. And that was the other. I knew there was a fifth song from that album. And it was Roll With It by uh, Stevie Winwood. Uh, one other uh, text message, I think, that was in response to something we... Oh, yes, this one. Um, 
Jack Campbell is the linebacker from Iowa that is with the Motor City yes. Cities. His name is Jack Candle, uh, Candle, Campbell. And this one, you're getting ripped, Enemy. Okay. Um, let me get back to it. I don't think you're going to need to do the um, intermission music because I think it was right. Yeah, here it is. Traffic is proof that people have lives. They're out working, visiting friends and family, and keeping the economy going. Apparently, Brandon hates those things because you I said you don't like traffic, point. but he's no. right. That's what it proves. So just because you're selfish and don't appreciate the sights and sounds of traffic. Speaking of music, Tennebe, I, I I think we talked about it with you. Brian Oak's going to come on next week and talk about it with us. Are you familiar with Rob, Robbie Robertson? He um he died the other day last no, week. No, I, I don't think I am. An accomplished guitarist, singer, songwriter, producer. Many have him in their top 10 guitar players, but he's probably most known or best known for being in the band. Which band? The band. Yes. No. It's not yes? No. Then who is the band? No. What do you mean no? It's not the who. I didn't say it was the who. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Whatever. So who is it then? I told you. The band. So there's an awesome songwriter and guitar player named Robbie Robertson. Yep. And he played in a band. No. The band. That's what I want to know. I've told you five times now. Can you just give me a hint or something? Well, they first came to be known for playing with Bob Dylan. I thought Dylan was a solo artist. He was. So how can he have a band? Is this whole thing a trick or something? No, 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 no. He had a band play with him sometimes. Wait, Dylan is from Minnesota, right? So is the band you're talking about from Minnesota? Is it the Jayhawks? I love them. No, no, no. They're way before them. Soul Asylum? No. The Replacements? Absolutely not. Oh, is it Prince's band, The Revolution? No, they're not from Minnesota. Well, where are they from? They're from Canada. Well, mostly Canada. Mostly Canada? How is that? Well, all but one of them were from Canada. Hmm. So how did that work around <laughs> how did that work around the holidays? Did they celebrate Christmas? I don't know. What does that have to do with anything? I didn't exchange Christmas cards with them. Well, can you just tell me the name of one of their songs? I'll play it and maybe I'll recognize it. The wait. For what? The name of the song. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for you to tell me. The wait. Okay, I'll try to be patient. What are you doing for crying out loud? I'm waiting like you told me to. No, that's that's not what I said. I was talking about the name of the song. When? Do you have a problem with the wait or something? I mean, I have some extra pounds I could lose, but it's it's hard when you have three kids. You're you're unbelievable. You're the you're not the first person to have three kids. Can you just find the song for me? A song by the band? Yes. What do you think we've been talking about? I have no idea. Maybe maybe I should try a different song. Sure. Well, um, we can talk. I thought we were, but what song do you want? I just said we can talk. Well, when? Well, I wanted you to play it right now, but this is taking a long time, so I guess it can wait. What song, and when do you want it? We can talk, and later. Well, if I'm supposed to play it, we need to talk about it now. Oh, are you trying to tell me to wait again? Just forget it. How about... I just want to know what we're talking about. The rumor. Ooh, I love rumors. Uh, are you sure you want to talk about it on the air, though? I'd say the rumor is that you're not very bright, but that's public knowledge. 
Well, you don't have to be mean. Just forget that one. Maybe try to find Hobo Jungle. <laughs> Isn't that where Meat Sauce used to live a long time ago? I know where it is. It's somewhere near the Penn Avenue Bridge. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. <sighs> okay, let's try this again. I'm going to tell you another song by the band I want you to play. Okay, I'm listening. What song? It makes no difference. Well, why did you, why did you just say that? So I can just play whatever I want no, then? No, that's not what I said. I asked what to play, and you said it makes no difference. Yes. <laughs> So I can play some Bone Thugs then? No, I want you to play the band. Which one and which song? The band! And as for the song, it makes no difference. Are you just messing with me? Okay, can you find the shape The shape I'm in? Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's now perfect for somebody your age, but I'd say you're in pretty good shape. What? So now you're calling me fat? No, I didn't. I didn't say that. Although you made fun of my weight a minute ago. Oh, good lord! Haven't you ever heard of the last waltz? Wes? Wes Walls? I mean, I think he has sons, so he's not the last Walls. Wait, are we talking about who celebrates Christmas no, again? No, no, we're talking about the band. The Last Waltz was a famous live concert movie that depicted the last time they played together. Okay, don't get mad. Okay, okay. Listen, listen closely. I'm talking about a band. I want you to play one of their songs. Go on. The name of the band is the band. What? That doesn't make any sense. But my phone must have been listening earlier because it randomly brought up the song you mentioned called The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. Should I uh, play it in a break? It's by a group called The Band. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah, sure. Why don't, why don't, you, why don't you just go ahead and go for it? I always love that one. Shit. Virgil Kane is the name, and I served on the Danville train. Till so much cavalry came and tore up the tracks again. This is such a good one. In the winter of 65, we were hungry. Not you and I, we had a lunch. Barely alive. This is Levon Helm on lead vocals. Robbie Robertson sang. Listen now. I must not have anything. I'm singing along with the song. Joe Baez did a remake of it, and I've heard that the people in the band weren't really happy with it, but I think she did a terrific Which job. Band? Oh, let's just go. Fan. This is so good. It's a great clapping song, too. Taking you nowhere. Angel, Angel. Look at that sky, life's begun. Nights are warm and the days are young. Couple 13, 14 passed. Love the response we received via by the Bradshaw and Brian Cave and text line. 
646-646-6486 with a common intended bees uh, take uh, slant on Abbott and Costello's Who's On First. Uh, nothing but positive affirmation about what we do here on the fan. This one was, uh, let's just take a look at them. They came pouring in. This one was LOL. Uh, this one says, this bit is too good. It's lean in radio because that's what we do. Another brilliant. This one, that bit was absolute gold. Loved it. Props to whoever wrote the script. And we will give the props to Larry Mandela guy. That was very well thought out. Um, the talkbacks disagree. Well, and so did a lot of the other text <laughs> messages. Yeah, but they don't, and that, that's to teach his own. They don't understand, because they don't write comedy for a living. They don't do, they don't do ad lib radio. They don't, they don't do that. They do other things for a living. So they, sometimes it's hard to grasp how brilliant the bit was where he worked in the band, the who, and yes. And then he worked in the songs with the weight and it's the Christmas bit. It's the Christmas West bit. Walls, exactly. the last walls. It's I mean, just, yeah, it was genius. It's, it's, it's brilliant. And I'm sorry he didn't like it. That's the way it goes. We're, we're not, someone says, um, worst bit in all of radio besides Nordo singing. Um, Nordo singing the rap is one of the oh, best. Genius. It's, it's genius. Yeah. People don't, that's creative. stuff. if you want Colin Coward in the herd, they want cookie cutter sports. Yeah, stock. if that's what you want, you know, that's great. Um, we're glad you're here though. And you know, if you, if you, hopefully you tolerate it. Um, this one says this is horrendous radio. Um, no, it's not. It's brilliant radio. It's just, Sorry, it just is. It's it's different. It's it's deadly. It's the Punisher. It's just really good. It's just there's no other way. This one says this bit is tired. Well, we only do it twice a year. How can it be tired? We don't do it that often, but we're going to do it again. Trust me. And then there's this one. Sorry, this cheap ripoff of Abbott and Costello act is really weak. You just say that because you didn't write it. You didn't perform it. It was simply brilliant. Not only the writing... But the delivery, <laughs> that he was able to equate it to Abbott and Costello means just how good we were. I mean, we're, he just compared us to Abbott and Costello, who did Who's On First. It's brilliant. And so, um, well done, Tenneby. Um, well done to you as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well done to our staff writer. Yeah, he did a terrific job with it. And um, I just wish it would have been a little longer. <laughs> but it, it wasn't quite that long. Uh, you're familiar, I, I think you are, because I tried to explain it to you earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday, The Athletic. The what? The Athletic. This is a tired old bit you and I do, too. <laughs> the Athletic, they brought a consortium of writers from all over the country that are based in different metropolitan areas, uh, brilliant writers. Like, for instance, they have um, Aaron Gleeman. They have Aaron Gleeman. No, they have, set, they have, they have John Krasinski, Eric Gleeman, all sorts of people from the Twins. Michael Russo. Michael Russo. They cover Twin City sports, Minnesota sports, and then they they deliver the news or their opinions through the Athletic, which is a um, it's like the U.S. Today Today of sports. Yeah, and it's uh, uh and of course that's really not a print version. It's it's available online, but they they had a piece, Tennessee, that um, again I I I think lists are always clickbait, right? There's a list of this, a list of that. You like to go to it. Uh, this one was put together by Mike Jones, esteemed writer for Athletic. Title of the piece is, Who are the NFL's top players 25 years of age and younger? League coaches, execs, rank Herbert, Parsons, and others. 
Uh, they have a top 25 um, of the 25 and under group. Tim, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I want you to think really hard. Who do you think they have as the top-rated player in the National Football League that's under 25 years of age? He's, He's JJ. JJ. Justin Jefferson, Minnesota Vikings, age 24. They have his birthday, Tenneby. Should we send him a birthday? Oh, it's too late now. I think we'll do this for next year. We should get, you know, send him a birthday card or birthday greetings. Get all of our listeners to sign it and send it to him. Wouldn't that be cool? I have an idea. We can take a bunch of Paul Allen's touchdown calls of his and, like, put it on, like, a oh. cassette tape or a CD or and then, and then, and then yeah, hand it to him. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, 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 two, he's J.J. from the National Treasure. He was born on uh, June 16th. 1999. I was dreaming when I wrote this. So, so he's only going to be on this list for one more year? Well, 25, is it, is it 25 and under or yeah. under 25? 25 and under. Okay, so he's got one more year on it then. It uh, Then it has a little paragraph. Uh, already tied for the, uh, for the record for the fastest to reach 4,000 receiving yards in his career. And the owner of additional receiving records, the fourth-year pro seemingly is on pace to challenge for GOAT status. On pace, he didn't say on pace. He didn't say he's there yet. But certainly, there is a there is a pace. Um, there's a pace in the delivery of this material that I have, and there's also he's on pace to be goat. It says our panelists unanimously agree that Jefferson is the most dominant player at his position, and pound for pound, one of the best at any age, at any position, but certainly among players 25 and under. And that would be hard to argue. Now, I don't really pay attention to the birthdays. Of each and every player. So, I mean, I know when they're younger, when they burst onto the scene, when Meat Sauce tells me where they're going to be drafted, then I know they're younger, right? Danby, and I don't know if you're aware of all the people 25 years. I know you've heard of every single name on here. There is no question. Um, I mean, you mentioned Micah Parsons. He's and, number two. And Herbert, yeah, Parsons is yes. pretty good. It says, few could have anticipated Parsons displaying the dominance and versatility he has in his first two NFL seasons. He's already a two-time All-Pro, two-time Pro Bowl selection, and has talent evaluators and coaches believing he could be he could rank among the all-time greats at his position once his career is done. And he's kind of one of those combos, linebacker, defensive end, right? Yep. yep. So he's not really a pure position where, you know, back in the day, you were either a linebacker <clears throat> or you were a defensive end or you were a defensive tackle. Well, or the beauty of him is you can put him anywhere on the field and he can play that role. Yes, indeed. At an elite level. And um, running backs jump and dive out of his way. They have Nick Bosa at number three. Mm -hmm. Pat Sertain, the second, not the first, the second at number four. Jamar Chase at five. He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, then Herbert at six. Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle. Did New York Jets select? It's uh, Quinnen Williams, defensive tackle. And then Jalen Hurts at number eight. Do you think that's too low, or do you need another year of Hurts to see if you really believe or believe? I mean, I think I would have Jalen Hurts over Justin Herbert. Yeah. I get he's only done it one year, and Herbert's had a couple quality years that he's strung together, but that one Jalen Hurts year was better than any Justin Herbert year I've seen. Um, oh, I like this one. Regarding our, our, um, our um, Evan Costello. Because that was a bit. I had no idea. See, that's how well we <laughs> delivered it, that he had no idea it was a bit. 
Um, what did you? And just it's say? very believable. I'm that dumb too. Yeah. So uh, what did you just say about? I was just saying Jalen Hurts. Oh. I would have higher on the list than Justin Herbert. I get that he's only done a one year. Meet Sauce Gardner at number nine. Yeah, he was a rookie last yep. year. Um, Tristan Wirfs, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay offensive tackle. Then it's Waddle, Andy Thomas, Dexter Lawrence, C.D. Lamb. Oh, yeah. Wide receiver at 14. Trevor Lawrence at 15. He's pretty low. That seems low. And maybe they're, because he's going into his third year now, right? Yes, year number three. And first year was a little shaky. That was a disaster. But I don't think it was all on him, but I think that's where. So maybe they're doing a disaster, pretty darn good. Let's wait and see if the third. Well, time. I think it also speaks to the list you're reading. Like all That's the true. all the players above above them are all you know elite at their position. Penny Sewell at sixteen. Oh. Or City Kitties. What if we have any more Vikings here? Josh Jacobs, Devonta Smith, Creed Humphrey, Brian Burns, Kyle Pitts, DK Metcalf, Jonathan Taylor, Trev Diggs, and then. Hugh Hufanga, Hufunga, Tal- Talanola. He plays for San Francisco. He's a safety. So that's heck of a list. Yeah, one um, one Viking, and but he's also in the top of that list, and he's kind of the one that that uh, you want. And of course, obviously, what's important, you don't think they'll have any trouble. I'm guessing the uh, the only other guy on the Vikings that could even flirt with this list would be our left tackle, right? We don't have anyone else. No. 25 or under. No. That's... no, I don't think <laughs> right? I don't think we do. No, no. Um, and we have some... How old is TJ? <clears throat> yeah, that's a He's good been question. For what, four years? Yeah, he might be a 25 and under. Um, no, he's 26. Here's something. I'm about to say something controversial. That's interesting. The Vikings are very interested in signing Justin Jefferson to an extension. They've made no bones about that. They've publicly come out and said that is our goal number one, two, three, four, and five with a bullet, right? As a matter of fact, uh, Sir Mark Wilf addressed the local media when it was about a week ago, late last week, or I think it was late last week. Maybe it was over the weekend. He addressed the media, and they again talked about Justin Jefferson. Meanwhile, the Vikings have gone in the direction of, we'll let Kirk Cousins play out his contract. And I think a lot of us assume that that's because Cousins has had some really good regular season performances, including last year. You and I have discussed this. I think that was not only, now I wasn't paying as close attention to Kirk Cousins as a Washington player as I am with the Vikings. But certainly with the Vikings, and this would probably hold true for the rest of his career, I think that was his best year. I know it wasn't statistically, but you know how I like to judge quarterbacks. How do you do in crunch time? How do you play in the fourth quarter? When your team is down and you're you're low on timeouts and you're in a hostile environment or at home, but wherever the case may be, you're able to guide your team down the field to 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 score the the, the go-ahead touchdown, the game-winning touchdown and or field goal. You and I can look beyond the stats. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. we like to do. We also look beyond the the negativity about our <laughs> Abbott and Costello. Um, sorry, you you can you. you did, speaking of the band, Tennessee, 
the the band was the backing band for Bob Dylan when he first went electric. Every place they played, they got booed because you know Bob was a how many times must a man fall down before they can call him a man? And they liked that folk stuff, that Newport Folk Festival. Yeah. Then he decided he wanted to go electric. They were booed everywhere they went. Everywhere they went, the fans booed. Dylan even mused out loud, why are they buying tickets if they're just going to boo? And and so, but it didn't stop Bob and the band from playing electric. The negative emails out there, the people that are trying to hurt our feelings, the people that are being mean to us, that are bullying us on the text messages, will not prevent us from continuing to do our our work. Yes. This is our work. This is what we do. We are entertainers. And we're entertaining the people to the best of our ability. And our abilities aren't much. So where was I? Oh, so, you know, it's like, well, Kirk's had some a really good regular season. And, you know, and you know, he's been a good quality quarterback, right? He's been solid. But he hasn't been, his postseason record is like one and two. And maybe he's not the guy. So guess what? We'll just let this contract play out and see what happens. So Kirk's just under contract for this year. Do you think it's not just that, but it's also they're thinking about, remember Diggs didn't like being here? And I think a lot of us think it's because Diggs maybe didn't like the quarterback situation or didn't like didn't, the Zimmer run first offense. Zimmer run first offense and didn't like where his role was going to be. And that maybe they're concerned that if all of a sudden they would have said, Kirk Cousins three year deal and Jefferson. I think Jefferson. I, I have no. I have no reason to believe Jefferson doesn't like catching passes from Kirk Cousins. As a matter of fact, he's been setting these records with Kirk Cousins throwing to him. But then you know what happens to be is if the team, let's say they go one or in postseason, then all of a sudden it's like, well, I want to go somewhere where where I can have Pat Mahomes throwing me balls or Josh Allen teams that are constantly going to the playoffs and making a deep run. Do you think that could have anything to do with why they didn't sign Cousins to a longer term, you know, to a long term deal other than just play this year? And it could could that also be a reason why maybe he's JJ hasn't been pushing signing that extension? Or am I just making stuff up as I go trying to create a controversy where there really isn't one? Well, I've thought about it before, but what's interesting is I don't know what side it could be, right? Did the Vikings have have they not agreed to a long term extension with Cousins because JJ doesn't like him, or has JJ not signed his contract extension because they haven't committed to Kirk Cousins, or if he's going to wait oh, until they get, or right. they or he wants to wait until they get rid of Kirk Cousins, right? Like that's that's the whole thing is Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks where he has camps on both sides, he has his supporters, he has his detractors, he's just. He's good enough where you don't want to completely give up on him because there's a lot worse out there, but he's not good enough where you're kind of like, man, it would be nice to kind of see what else is out there, right? So that's why years ago I would have just given up with the Kirk thing. Not that you're going to immediately get a quarterback that's better than him, but you're just always in this middling situation with him. More negativity. This one says... I like to do the eye test as AKA I'm too lazy to do my homework. It's just absolutely the opposite It's because it's too simplistic to me. I don't need to spend time doing, well, I've got to do homework. Got to really dig into these stats. I don't need to dig into stats or highlight reels. 
to decide if a guy's really good. See, here's another email. And again, maybe he's just, you know, I think they think I'm trolling common. No, you're just, you're helping me get to, I need to get to 57. I, as a matter of fact, after we were done with this, with this list, I didn't know where I was going to go. That was going to be into tab. I thought we might have to get into another um, Abbott and Costello bit. So I like when you try to troll me if that's what you're attempting to do because, but it's 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 actually just the opposite. It's because I can see it all so clearly. Some things are just simple to me. Remember when the guy sent the email and said something to the fact of, "Well, shooting a seventy-eight every day on the same course is you know that what's that's not hard." Who said it was hard? It's simplistic to me. Stick the tee in the ground, address the ball, hit it right up the gut. Pull out an iron, knock it on the green, either make a birdie to go to one under on pace to shoot 54 or two putt for par and move on to number two with on pace to shoot 72. It's simplistic. Same thing with analyzing sports. It's it 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 actually elicits boredom in me. It's too simple. It's like the kid that graduates from high school when he's when he's eight years old. And he gets his master's degree at 11 at a college because it's all too simplistic to him. I think too fast. I, I'm able to absorb just watching. You could just tell by watching a guy play. If you watched Patrick Mahomes play, would you have to go, hmm, not sure how good he is. He looks pretty good. I better dig into the sabermetrics and analytics to find out. Are you out of your mind? Well, and football is the worst sport to be <gasps> using all the stats and well, analytics. Sure. Where now, I'm not saying that stats aren't useful and that analytics aren't useful. They, they definitely are, and you can use them. But if you're someone that that's the only thing you use to analyze, then you just, you know, aren't using the full amount of information you use. Right? Like football, a, it's a team sport. There's 11 players out there. Every quarterback stat is dependent on your offensive line and is dependent on your wide receiver and your running yes. back and your play caller and the opponent, that's the correct. strength of the opponent. And the game situation. There are so many variables that go into it that's that you, correct. you can't just take what says what it says on a piece that's of paper and go, that's how I evaluate somebody. Brilliant. Boy, we're on a roll today. <laughs> We've got all the answers for the NFL, for comedy, for radio. What else do we have? I, I always use the game. I've used this example like 20 times in the history of the program, Common. The year Sam Bradford broke the record for completion percentage. Right. Broke the single-season National Football League record. If you watched him play... He wouldn't throw any dangerous, risky passes. And instead of throwing passes, he would just take sacks all day long, which are negative plays that impact your team's ability to win. Or on third and 15, he would dump it four yards. That's great. The completion percentage looks great, but that's not a winning play. So, and then you have after the season, well, he's obviously great with completion percentage. So 70, we figure, he had a 70% yeah. completion rated. So we got to figure out what's going on with the rest of the team. Well, no, he's not making winning plays. It's amazing we're not nationally syndicated with our analysis of football. I thought you were going to parlay the taste well, story into it. that was what I was leading to. Um, and you, you, you kind of stepped on my touchdown call. Sorry. Because um, I was trying to get us that national job by, by doing the taste fairy ads because I thought I could parlay that into a, into a syndicated uh, talk show. But I, made, I always love People that, that know me said that. People that know me told CJ that's what I was trying to do. I don't know who those people were. I don't remember saying that to any of those people. She I didn't mean, ask you? Yeah. Well, you know what? I really wouldn't want to nationally. Now, you're going to think this is preposterous. You know why? 
Because then you really do have to do prep. Because then you got to do analytics and sabermetrics. You can't just do Dylan duets. You can't just go terrible team, terrible city, terrible fans, terrible stadium. That's out there if you want it. We have it on this radio station. We break it down. We also have national stuff on the weekends, national stuff overnight. Doesn't Dan Patrick still have a show on our radio station? Oh, yeah. And then who's the guy? Ben Mahler, is that his name? Yeah. He's on. It's, it's all here for you. We are... We're like an old country buffet. And I mean old. I mean, Barrero's approaching 70. Rosen's in his 70s. I'm in my mid-60s. PA is pushing 60. Even our hip now with it wow power trip morning show, the wacky yoga yoga, uh, yoga pants and brush shows, they're getting up there in age now, too. <laughs> there are no spring chickens. Trust me. Uh, well, for instance, Sauce is 40, 41, 42. Is in Hawk. Hawk's got to be 52, 53. Yeah. And then what's Cove about? Corey's my age. He's 43. 40? Yes. If, if you listen to their show lately, I sense midlife crisis with both Cove and Sauce. Well, that's, it's a, you have one, right? It, you get to be 40-ish. Where have I been? Where am I going? Where am I at? Why am I here in the Common Man program? I think about that every day. I'm sure you do. Yeah. It was like they asked Doug, Doug Sanders, who won 20 PGA Tour events and never won a major. He lost. To Jack Nicholas at the old course, uh, a playoff for the Open Championship. Before that, it was an 18 hole championship uh, a playoff back then. Standing on the 72nd hole, he missed like a three foot putt that would have won it for him. And they once asked Doug, they said, Do you think about that missed putt very often? He goes, No, just about every five minutes. <laughs> I always love that one. Hey, Mr. Tambourine. I kind of like his electric stuff just as good as this. Maybe even a little bit. I'm with you. But this is good. Here we go. Hey, Mr. Tambourine. Tambourine. Oh, he called it a tambourine. I didn't, I didn't know. I like that. There's never been a good song with a tambourine in it, though. That's the only problem. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Rosen will be with us eventually here. He's at a high-level meeting. But uh, we got a little dist at lat. Other side of the break. Common Man Program on the Fan. Take me on a trip upon your magic swirling ship.